This episode is brought to you by Dietz and Watson. Uh, Molly, it's time we have the talk about hot dogs. Oh, oh, okay. Well, hey, (laughs) I'm looking for a hot dog that's the real deal, Matthew. Like a classic hot dog that like when you think of like the platonic ideal of a hot dog, Mm -hmm. I recommend Dietz and Watson's Dietz Dogs. Ah, well, I've heard that they're handcrafted and made using only Dietz and Watson premium meat. I can vouch for this because Dietz and Watson sent us a big box of hot dogs and other delights. And wife of the show, Lori, and I had them for dinner last night. We had uh, the classic beef Dietz dogs with uh, toasted buns with sauerkraut and pickled jalapenos and Dietz and Watson ballpark style yellow mustard. Do you think you'd recommend Dietz and Watson hot dogs for fried rice? Oh, yeah. Fried rice with some sliced hot dogs. I'm going to be doing that soon. Wife of the show, Lori, is going to be making the hot dog flour buns from Christina Cho's cookbook, Mooncakes and Milk Bread. Very excited for this. Mm, And I'm especially pleased because Dietz and Watson does things the right way. So this means like no additives, no fillers, no artificial flavors, no cutting corners. You can feel good about this stuff. Dietz and Watson. It's a family thing since 1939. Shop now at Dietz slash the right way. That's Dietz, D-I-E-T-Z, and Watson.com slash the right way. I'm Matthew. And I'm Molly. And this is Spilled Milk, the show where we cook something delicious, eat it all, and you can't have any. Today our topic is cheesy puffs. <laughs> I'm still feeling very confused about this word. Is Words. Cheese puffs? Puff well, cheese I, snacks? First I was so I, I typed cheesy puffs into mm-hmm. Google. And of course Google was like, Do you mean cheese puffs? Oh. And then I scrolled down and started looking at what it was offering me for cheese puffs, and it was all recipes for oh, like, like f- for Gougere. Gougere. Like, like cheese yeah. like baked cheesy well, cheese puffs. And but this episode is like it's about American Gougere, which is Cheetos. Right, <laughs> exactly. So, like things that are like Cheetos, I guess. Like, che- so I think on South Park they call them cheesy poofs, but I don't know if that's a thing just on yes, South Park. Yes, and I, I I didn't include it in in my research as I'm presenting it to you today. But apparently, yeah, whatever it was that they called it in um, South Park, cheesy uh, cheesy, cheesy poofs, poofs. I think um, it was briefly actually ma- manufactured sort of oh, as a, okay, as a sure, joke, of course. Yeah, maybe like a thing they would do at Seven Eleven. Probably. I was so disappointed the other day because I went to 7-Eleven and got a Slurpee, which was not disappointing at all because I didn't get that terrible birthday cake one. <laughs> um, and then by the counter where they have the, like, the new impulse buy items, they had Taco Bell fire sauce flavored tortilla chips. Oh, And that I love Taco Bell fire sauce, but the chips were terrible. What was terrible about them? Like... They were like weirdly food colored, first of all, like like the chips were colored bright red. Well, but and sometimes that that that's, signals a good thing coming like true. Takis. Takis You're are often right. bright red. Yes. However, Go in on, this Matthew. case, no, just the flavor just didn't hit. It didn't have like I, I think what I like about the fire sauce is it's got sort of like a sweet juiciness along with the heat, and it's hard to get a ju- juiciness into a chip. <laughs> Although I am always surprised when I have a chip, like either a Cool Ranch chip or some sort of like sour cream and onion thing. I'm amazed by sort of how eerily like uh, alive they can make dairy flavors. Here's what it is. You know what it was about chips. these chips? It was they got they put too much of the flavor into the chip and not enough powder. Mm, like, I, I hear you. Yeah. I, I so get like it. for me, like a flavored chip, it's it's gotta have like a layer of powder, right? I agree. Yeah. Okay. I agree. Okay. I'm glad we glad we sorted that out. All right. So uh we'll do cheesy poofs next time. This time it's all about 
this one bag of chips that I didn't like. <laughs> anyway, so after my confusion over cheesy puffs versus cheese puffs, then I went on to Wikipedia to just try to learn. Because definitely some companies also call them cheesy puffs. Annie's, uh, the company that makes like Annie's mac and cheese and lots of other things. Uh, they call it che- cheesy cheesy puffs? They call them cheesy puffs. Okay, maybe that's where I heard it. Anyway, according to Wikipedia, these are called um, cheese puffs, cheese curls, cheese balls, cheesy puffs, corn curls, and corn cheese. Okay, corn, corn cheese, I'm not buying at all, <laughs> although that is what they're made of. Cheese curls, I feel like I have heard before. Yes. it. I think Utz, the company Utz, which okay. is more common on the, the East Coast yeah. um, than the West Coast of the U.S., their product that kind of looks like crunchy Cheetos, they call it, I think, cheese curls. Okay, that makes sense. Cheese balls, those those are the things you used to murder when you were a child, right? Oh, yes! You remember! Yes! The neighbors who would bring over a cheese ball wrapped in cellophane, it was like rolled in in uh, chopped walnuts. Sure. It was probably cream cheese and a whole bunch of other stuff. Yep. Rolled in chopped walnuts and then packaged in cellophane. And you would go up on nobody, the ladder. Nobody, nobody in my family liked it. And so my mom, oh, my mom is probably really upset that I'm talking about this again. <laughs> yeah. My mom would let me take it out into the driveway and sort of lift it high above my head and throw it down on the pavement with like a real splat. And and the, the cellophane would contain it. But it was so cool, like how it would totally flatten onto the pavement. First, okay, how old were you at the time? Oh, I, I was in high school. Okay. Can you imagine like what a YouTube sensation you would have been if they'd had YouTube then? Like the, the Yeah, I wouldn't have the been the cheese a ball killer. Sensation. Yeah, you would have. I think so. <laughs> anyway. I mean, it would have been like the early days when there wasn't much on YouTube <laughs> other than like that Saturday Night Live, Saturday Night Live cupcake video and C SPAN. Yeah. <laughs> okay, hey, let's talk about what these things are. Oh, yes. Because okay. I think that prior to doing, uh, so this was my episode to research, and I think I had just never thought before about what these were made of. I knew they, they were made of puffed corn, but seem, I don't really know what that they is. They seem so far from the source. Yes. That it's difficult to trace their steps. But you you did I it. did you I went, did it I did it I traced the, the steps as as usual you made one of those one of those crazy like detective crazy walls with mm, with, with lots string of and, pieces of string yeah. connecting photos <laughs> and a bunch of cheez its nailed to the wall okay cheez its no Cheetos so uh, Matthew although cheez its would be easy to nail to the wall because they have a hole in the middle okay so put simply these are a puffed corn snack coated with a mixture of cheese or cheese flavored powders. They're manufactured by extruding heated corn dough through a die that forms a particular shape. Okay. Okay. They may be ball-shaped, curly, straight, or irregularly shaped, just like humans. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so that's so sweet. I found on Wired.com a whole article called Making Cheetos, It Ain't Easy Being Cheesy by Brendan Kerner. I think it's Kerner. Kerner, published like nine years ago now, but I I think it's probably still accurate. Would you like me to read through it? Yes, please. It takes approximately 19 minutes. For you to read this? To make Cheetos. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. So he's got it broken down in terms of minutes elapsed. (gasps) Okay. Okay. So zero minutes to one minute. Okay. Gritty cornmeal stored in a silo is gritty cornmeal stored in a silo is pumped about 100 yards through a pneumatic tube. I love pneumatic tubes. I feel like I want 
there's like a particular rapper that I want to hear say gritty cornmeal stored in a silo. There's something very rhythmic about that sentence. It's it's a good phrase. phrase. Yeah. Okay. Gritty cornmeal stored in a silo is pumped about 100 yards through a pneumatic tube into a Cheetos manufacturing plant. Wait, do you say 100 yards? Well, yeah. I'm, so this sentence is actually structured a little bit strangely. Okay. This is English hour okay. with Molly. Uh, no, oh, I, we've already gone for 19 minutes now to an hour. <laughs> But so basically, picture you've got this silo outside of a manufacturing plant. Oh, okay. And there's probably so, like, a pneumatic tube. So you can look out tube. the window of the plant and see the silo standing off on the horizon. And a pneumatic tube connecting the two of them. I'm assuming this tube is underground. I was just going to ask that. I- I'm, I'm just guessing. Okay. But anyway, Frito-Lay apparently has 14 fried Cheeto plants like this in 11 states. But which states they are is a, is a national secret. Okay. Anyway, the cornmeal then enters a giant hopper. Mm-hmm. where it awaits its rapid transformation into one of America's most beloved snacks. Can you imagine how hard it is to wait in that hopper? I've been waiting for over 40 years to be transformed into one of America's most beloved snacks. Okay, so this is minutes that was zero to one. Okay, now we've got, oh one, now we've got one to 110. <laughs> one to 110? <laughs> Gobs of cornmeal are fed into an extruder, which rubs the meal between two metal plates. Mm. The friction melts the starch in the corn and causes the moisture to heat up. When it passes its boiling point, the meal pops, creating the Cheetos shape. This is the sexiest thing you've ever said. The craggy bits are then spit, <laughs> Wait, <never mind. laughs> spit out of the extruder, flying three feet at high velocity before hitting a safety cage and dropping onto a conveyor belt. This what? sounds so dangerous. It sounds amazing. What do you think a high velocity is? I'm still is? trying to figure this out. I then found, like, hold on just a second. I found. Oh, no. So <laughs> can I just go back? Because <laughs> sure. I, didn't, I didn't understand that paragraph when I first read it. Okay. I think Wikipedia helped me. Okay. Made from a paste of cornmeal and water that's heated under pressure and extruded through a dye. So, so uh, like, this making Cheetos article left out the water. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Okay. So there's this paste of cornmeal and water. It's heated under pressure and extruded through a, through a dye. The texture is a result of contact with hot air, which causes steam in the mixture to expand. Okay. That makes sense. Okay. So here Can we, we go. go back to this vo- high velocity thing for a second though, because <laughs> yeah. I wonder if, if the velocity is so high that they exceed the speed of sound and you get mini sonic booms. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Matthew, here we go. All right, now, minutes 140 to 240. He did not say what happened between oh 110 my God. and this 140. This is like the, the, like the water fall into tapes. like a black hole. <laughs> okay, at minute 140, the Cheetos move through a piping hot pan of vegetable oil, mm-hmm. much like an amusement park log flume. Okay, only much hotter, <laughs> much more deadly. <laughs> Oil not only imparts a fatty flavor, but also fries the snack's moisture content down below 2%, key to crunchiness. Sure. Once suitably cooked, the pieces go back on the conveyor belt. Okay, again, they enter into a black hole between minutes 2.40 and 8. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's just a really long, slow conveyor belt. It must be. The puffs. They, they go on a 100-yard conveyor belt back to the silo just because they missed home. The puffs hit a tumble drum. Tumble drum. Tumble drum. Tumble drum. <laughs> this reminds me of there's a Netflix uh, children's show called Tumble Leaf. Rum, tum, tumble leaf. Tumble drum. <laughs> okay. The puffs hit a tumble drum where strategically located nozzles. Captain, we've hit a tumble drum. <laughs> I'm not sure if I'm like a space captain or a sea captain, but in any case, it can't be good. 
or strategically located nozzles. And when I say it can't be good, I mean it can't be good to have me as the captain because I don't know anything about captaining. And tumble drums. Strategically located nozzles. (laughs) I don't don't see why this is taking so long. Spray a mixture of oil and powdered cheese onto the Cheetos from all sides. Wait, they just got fried and now they're getting sprayed with oil? I guess to make... Oil and powdered cheese. Now, I would have thought it would just be powdered cheese, but I guess the oil helps it stick. Yeah, that was my guess, too. Okay. The cheese, which Frito-Lay buys pre-spiced in 50-pound sacks, the company won't say from whom... Mm, looks, okay. Looks like the stuff used in box macaroni and cheese. Admit it. It's you. It's me. You're the supplier. All right. Now, from minutes 9 to 19, the pieces are dropped onto a last conveyor belt where any remaining moisture steams off as they cool to room temperature. The finished Cheetos are then moved toward the packaging area. Okay. I have a serious question. I'm not done. Please continue. Quality control. Okay. And here's a picture of some guys. Wearing hairnets and <gasps> hairnets on their beards. Oh, yes. Tasting Cheetos. I'm so grateful for these guys because Cheetos are reliably delicious. Yeah, I don't think I've ever because had a of bad these guys. Cheeto. Every half hour, an in-house lab analyzes the chemical composition of samples pulled from the cooking line to verify that the Cheetos have the right density and nutritional content. What do you think the density of a Cheeto is? It's then, pretty low. Then every four hours, a four-person panel convenes to inspect and taste the snacks, comparing them to perfect reference Cheetos sent from Frito-Lay headquarters. A panel convenes. I really yes. like the use of the word convene. It sounds very official. Uh, this is like... Pretty cool, right? Is, is it a blue ribbon panel, do you think? Do you think that all chip companies like yes, uh, have, have in-house tasting panels? Yeah, I think, I, I'm seriously, I think this they have This never occurred to me, and I, I, I have like a lot more, I think I'm going to feel more grateful now eating these I think these I'm going to feel like I want a new job. I Right? I mean, look at these guys. Not they only do they satisfied. each get two hairnets. I mean, we get zero hairnets at our job. They sort of like uh, they're wearing goat costumes. Yes. <laughs> um, so here's my question. So this reminded me of the book uh, Candy Freak by Steve Almond, mm-hmm. where he goes to some candy factories and tastes candies directly off this, the line. This is the same Steve Almond who's now on the, the show Dear Sugars. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. There we go. Do you think that if you like can go into the factory and grab some Cheetos like off the final conveyor belt before they're fully cooled, that that might be the ultimate cheesy puff experience? Or is it like... I don't think they're going to be any better, like, fresh off the line. But, like, not even cooled to room temperature yet. Um, I guess that... Um, I guess that... The, the crunch yeah, might not be there? The crunch might not be there yet. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm still going to break in and try it and find out where they get their cheese powder from. Can we talk about how these were invented? Because yes. there are a lot of great names here. Get were they invented by by uh, in a silo accident? No, no, thank okay. goodness. All right, uh, cheese puffs were invented independently by two companies in the U.S. during the 30s. All right, here's the first origin story. Wow, lightning Ac- does strike twice. According to one account, a man named Edward Wilson noticed strings of puffed corn <laughs> oozing from the flaking machines <laughs> at Flakeall Corporation of, Detroit, <laughs> of, of Beloit, Wisconsin. Flakeall so, Corporation. Flake, uh, Flakeall Corporation is, uh, is or was a producer of flaked, partially cooked animal feed. 
And hold on, let's just look at this again. He noticed strings of puffed corn oozing from flaking machines. And just went over and like nipped them off. Uh, he must have been like, ooh, this looks like a great <laughs> looks snack good. for humans. <laughs> Anyway, but Matthew, didn't we recently do another episode about a food that was like connected to like animal feed? So wait, first of all, I think so, but I don't remember for sure. I think I, I thought about it for a long time when I was doing this work last night. And I think that it was the foil packets that Pop-Tarts are sold in. Okay. I don't remember this. Huh. Uh, I think let's it had go something to do with to selling, selling dog food in them. That makes sense. Like, anyway, go on. So- you know, like if you're an inventor, mm-hmm. as you and I are, you you have to like fail fifty times for every for every successful invention, maybe a hundred times. Do you think that Edward Wilson went around biting things, that, saying, "Oh, that looks like it could be a snack," and just like you know nibbling things off of other things, and like it was a catastrophe? Every time, except when he discovered Cheetos. That seems pretty likely to me because I, I like, think. Like, ooh, pipe that, cleaners. That looks like a snack. Yeah, I think that you'd have to have a really open mind and mouth and a real gameness to see, quote, strings of puffed corn oozing mm-hmm. and think there's a snack waiting to be made. Yeah. Right? Yes. Anyway, he experimented. This is Edward Wilson and developed it into a snack. Is this famed naturalist Edward O. Wilson? Uh, no, but I thought of that, too. Okay. Uh, Clarence J. Schwebke. Good who, name. Whoever that is. Wikipedia is really bad at explaining these things. They well, just I throw mean, in names. But you should you should run him down and then add it to Wikipedia. Anyway, this guy, Schwebke, applied for an improved extruder patent. And, uh, and the product that he made, named Corn Curls, was commercialized in 1946 by the Adams Corporation, which was formed by the founders of Flake All. Is that... The same Adams that makes natural peanut butter? Oh, I don't know. I don't either. Anyway. Is it the same Adams Corporation that makes Samuel Adams Boston Lager? Uh, another version of cheese puffs were created by the Elmer Candy Company of New Orleans in 1936. The sales manager, Morel M. Elmer Sr. That is amazing. Isn't that a great name? Morel Elmer. I've never heard someone whose first name was Morel, and I wonder... Like the mushroom. It's spelled like the mushroom. Yeah. Could it and, be moral or? Uh, maybe. No, I like morel better. I don't know. Either way, I love it. Wasn't that Superman's dad's name? Moral? Morel? <laughs> I think it was Jor-El. Or maybe that was Superman's original name. I can't remember. Hmm. I thought that was Clark Kent. No, that's Superman's alter ego's name. Oh, okay. Great. Anyway, Morel M. Elmer Sr. held a contest to name the new product, and the name that was chosen was Chiwis. Don't like it. Um, they're still sold regionally wow. in, uh, in New Orleans and okay. like South Central U.S. areas. All right. So it's like Peewees, only Chiwis? Oh, yeah. I guess so. Huh. I say that, but like, what are Peewees? <laughs> okay. Wait. Hold on. Let's go through some brands of these things. Okay. There's yeah. some great names. So obviously Cheetos, Cheese mm-hmm. Doodles, Pirate's Booty. Which we have here. Chiwis. Cheesies which are sold in Canada. Okay. Twisties, that's Australia. What's it's? That's the UK. Curl. Oh, I'm very familiar with those. In Japan? Yeah, yeah curl. Kaoru. Oh, okay. Uh kurkure, do you remember this when I we did do. our Indian I hesitate snacks? to remember this because someone might go back and listen, listen to, to that, that episode, episode which is the worst episode we've ever done. Is that the but, one we taped live at Microsoft? Yeah, I mean it's still online. You know, we oh, we didn't horrible. we could take it down, but we, we didn't. were we were basically we'd been put in their like cafeteria 
and we had approximately three people watching us mm-hmm. and everyone else was just walking through the room and Matthew and I were And eating. those three people were very confused. And it was, oh, it was a terrible episode. But. I wanted to crawl out of my skin and go home. But we, that was, that was when we first had kurkure, which are Indian spicy uh, cheese puffs and they are delicious. So good. Different flavors like tomato masala. Yes. and There was like okay. a green chili one. They're fantastic. Uh, planters cheese balls. Oh yeah, sure. And they, then. They come in a can or at least used to. Yes. And then Utz makes cheese balls and cheese curls. But Cheetos are the top selling brand in the U.S. Like most competitors are like little little regional brands. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's kind of a uh, demeaning way of referring to them. They're they're uh, they're upstarts. Mm-hmm. This episode is brought to you by Panama City Beach, Florida. Matthew, let's plan your dream beach vacation. Okay, well, teenager of the show Iris just asked, what is an eco-adventure? Well, uh, Panama City Beach, Florida has them. Here's the deal. You can get up close to dolphins in their natural habitat on a boat tour. Okay. You can give paddleboarding a try. You can kayak at sunset, snorkel in turquoise waters, bike along the beach, take an airboat tour, or explore the secluded beauty of two state parks. Yeah, I mean, I've snorkeled in like navy blue waters, aquamarine <laughs> not, waters. Not turquoise waters. It just didn't cut it. Matthew, have you found your thrills on a jet ski? Um, Not yet, but I'm going to <laughs> Panama City Beach, Florida, and that's where I'm going to find those thrills. And you know, wife of the show, Lori, is going to love it when you take her on this romantic getaway. You guys can, oh, I was thinking of going myself. <laughs> you guys can relax and reconnect while dining on the beach. Ooh, uh, there's enough live music in Panama City Beach, Florida to dance the night away. All right, so I'm going to make it mine, and you too can make it yours. Make it Panama City Beach, your real fun beach. Plan your escape now at visitpanamacitybeach.com. This episode is brought to you by Thomas's English Muffins. So, Matthew, mm-hmm. I want to see if it's possible for us to actually tape this ad while eating a Thomas's English muffin right. because I'm I'm afraid that I'm gonna like <laughs> salivate so much. Well, I mean, it's not just the saliva; it's the crunching produced by those nooks and crannies. Mmm. Mmm. Mm. Okay. Mm, it's like chewy, yeasty flavor. So. Mmm. My question for you is, what would your ideal morning look like if anything was possible? Oh, okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I would have a really strong hot cup of black coffee. Mm-hmm. And as everyone knows, there is nothing better with black coffee than something like toasted and crunchy, I think. Would you drink your coffee out of something fancy like a bone china mug? Absolutely or a, not. A Fabergé egg? A Fabergé egg. Yep. Yeah. That's what I thought. Mm-hmm. I always had you pegged as a Fabergé egg kind of person. Yeah, and and I would have an English muffin alongside it because, well, an English muffin you can really dress it up or dress it down. You can put it next to your Fabergé egg. You can you can. Mm, mm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, the best way to start any day is with a Thomas's English muffin topped with. I'm going to say butter in this case. Mm-hmm. Salted butter. Salted mm-hmm. butter. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll post a picture of a Thomas's English muffin in the show notes. Thomas's, wake up to what's possible. Can we talk a little bit about Cheetos flavors? Oh, yes, please. Okay, here we go. Cheetos are sold in more than 36 countries, and flavor and composition are often varied to match regional and cultural preferences. Frito-Lay conducted extensive testing before settling on flavors for the Chinese market, with ranch dressing, North Sea crab, smoked octopus, and caramel being passed up for two flavors. Wait, those are the flavors they didn't use? Yeah, those are the flavors they didn't use. And instead, they've got these flavors, savory American cream... (laughs) 
and zesty Japanese steak. Savory American, American cream, cream is so awful. Right? What do you think it is? Is it like a like a like a borsan? Like a yeah, it's like cream. a borsan. Like, no, but like a cream cheese and herbs no, situation. I, th- I think it's like a like a Laura Chanel. No, what's the name of the goat cheese? Yeah, that's it. Laura, yeah, it's 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 made with a Laura Chanel. No, but goat I'm cheese. serious, Matthew. Would it be like like a yeah. ranch dressing type? They, but they passed up ranch dressing. Oh, so how savory savory American cream is what I call ranch dressing. It's what I call something else. <laughs> um, uh, anyway. I Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess I would try it. Zesty Japanese steak sounds good. So uh, strawberry Cheetos are a variation of the original crunchy Cheetos that are dipped in flavored ice cream. I mean, flavored, <laughs> <laughs> flavored icing. And they're sold in Japan. I've and, not oh, seen wait, those, but wait. it sounds good. Uh, also in Japan, they've got Mountain Dew flavored Cheetos. I remember hearing about this. I think it was a limited time thing, oh. but I'm not sure. Okay, well, in Pakistan, there is a Cheetos flavor called Ocean Safari. That sounds good. I want to know what this is. Probably like a like seafood flavor. I wonder if maybe? it's like um, I don't know. Is there like a, what what would be like the the Pakistani equivalent of like anchovies or something like? I don't know. I mean, anchovies. I, I think, yeah, I think like that. Those like little little oily fish are found pretty. Pretty much pretty anywhere. Much everywhere. Yeah. That they, pretty much everywhere that there's an ocean. Yeah. And, and anywhere there's an ocean that you can take a safari in mm-hmm. and see a sea giraffe. Matthew, uh, people, I learned that people get pretty excited when, because um, you know how Cheetos, like, they come out this unpredictable shape, right? Yes. Well, people get very excited when they come out shaped like Jesus or like a celebrity. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. Like, <laughs> and then they end up on eBay, yes. right? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or Chibe. Oh, can, wait, can we eat some Cheetos here? Do yes, you, of course. Do you course. think that any of our Cheetos are going to look like, um, well, what celebrity would you like to find in a pack of Cheetos? I would like to find, well, obviously, Taylor Kitsch. Oh, yes. But I don't know what he would look like in but Cheeto what about form. Matt Saracen? <laughs> yeah, I, I think actually like Matt Saracen's more like like tall and lanky. Hold on. Why do we not know the name of the actor who played Matt Saracen? This is unfair. It that is unfair. we know unfair. Taylor Kitsch's name and well, not. Well, Taylor Kitsch is a, is a memorable, more memorable name, I think. But okay, I'm going to look it up. You eat some Cheetos. So you're eating the Cheeto Puffs. Oh, these are so good. They're so good. I like how they're pretty large. Like they're two bites, maybe. When I was a kid, this will surprise no one, my mother totally like derided these chips. Is that the word I'm looking for? Yeah. She called them styrofoam peanuts and she wouldn't buy them for me. And I was a like... I was not generally um, a mean kid. I was like the kid who got like picked on. I mean, you were mean to cheese balls. But uh, there there was a girl in my fourth grade class and a couple times I stole her Cheetos out of her lunch mm-hmm. when she like got up to go get her carton of milk. I still feel bad about it. I still remember her name and I'm not going to say it. Yeah, don't. I still feel really bad about it. She she's been wondering in the intervening thirty some years. Who, I was really mean. Who stole her Cheetos? Why did and I if, do that? I mean, she's probably figured it out now. Just from listening to the show, and she is coming for you. I really, I. If you get an envelope that says Esquire on it anywhere, do not open it. You will have been served. <laughs> I owe her Cheetos plus Cheetos interest. Yes, um, I used to steal crayons when I was in like first grade from other kids. No, like from the communal crayon supply. So I was, I was hurting oh. everybody. <laughs> oh, great, great. Mm. Jeez, Matthew, what kind of socialist are you? Stealing from the communal crayon bin. (laughs) 
just the the metallic ones. Wait, the metallic one? Oh. Yeah, like the like in the Crayola 64 that you got your gold, silver, and bronze. I assume still. Hmm. I know they change up the mm, colors. I remember that. Wow. Did you still weren't they weren't great for coloring, but they looked really cool as crayons. Were you like were you ever did did you get picked on or were you the one who who picked on? I was I was always pretty much the the coolest, most dangerous kid at any school I went to. I, uh-huh. I had like a leather jacket and hair that stuck up, and I would smoke cigarettes in first grade. Yep. And yep. <laughs> just like the the beatdowns that I used to deliver were legendary. I had a yeah. switchblade, two switchblades, one in each hand. Yeah, I, I was the kid who got picked on. Yeah, <laughs> great. Obviously, obviously, <laughs> I spent a lot of time in the computer lab as soon as I went to a school with a computer lab. Because you could you could be free there with your people. Yeah, and and like do computer stuff. Yeah, and the computers couldn't pick on you. No, but they. I mean, sometimes there would be bugs. Oh, that's true. For a second, I'm so computer semi illiterate that for a second I imagined like spiders. <laughs> sometimes <laughs> spiders would get loose in the computer lab. A, a spider nest hatched. Mmm. <laughs> you know, I don't know that I've had flaming hot Cheetos before. Really. I think maybe I have, maybe on a road trip with you. I think maybe we had some on the 420 episode. But, I mean, I like them, but for me, they can't compare to, like, regular crunchy Cheetos. So I I think, well, gosh, I don't know, Matthew, Matthew, these are pretty great. They're very, they're really addictive. They're kind of like, you eat a couple, you're like, oh, those are really strong. Like, I'm going to stop here, and then, like, I need another flaming Hot Cheeto. Mm -hmm. And kids love them. Your taste buds slowly die. Mm Mm-hmm. And then you need more and more because, like, you have to satisfy the hole in your in your soul. You got to stuff them in your Cheeto hole. <laughs> oh, I forgot to tell you, Matt Saracen was played by Zach Guilford. Oh wow. Okay, I'm gonna work really hard to remember this because oh, he's so looking cute. good, right? Oh my god, he's oh I oh. We'll post a photo of want, Zach Guilford. I want both of them. Zach Guilford can, and... Can you send me that photo? Jim, yeah, I'll, I'm going to send this right now. <laughs> Let's see. Where is Matt Guilford? Is there, I mean, is there a, is a address now? I can send it that just goes directly, <laughs> just delivered directly to your spank bank? <laughs> <laughs> Matthew, gross. Oh, yeah, that's that's not what you were talking about. <laughs> well, no, I just wanted to stare at it while I listened to Summer of 69. Oh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Hold on. There were some other things I wanted to tell you about Cheetos. Oh, please. Let's talk about mascots. Oh, I'm always ready to talk mascots. Okay. The first Cheetos the mascot. The East Dillon Lions. The uh, <laughs> East Arnett Mead Tigers. <laughs> Wait. Before it be, before Dillon split off into East Dillon. And it was the Dillon Panthers. The Dillon Panthers. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then the East Dillon Lions? Yeah. Okay. All right. That was that was a team that had, um, you know, Michael B. Jordan on it. Or was he first on the Panthers? I can't remember. I think he was just on the Lions. Wait, Lion. is this Smash? No. No. Smash was on the Panthers. Michael B. Jordan graduated. was Vince. So Vince was like the, the, uh, like the new guy. Okay. Okay. Who was the actor who played Smash? Oh, here we go. Because I like that guy, too. Oh, uh, we're good. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> let's get... Let's... We'll just keep eating Cheetos and like, like, I'm getting his, his Smash Brothers Ultimate, <laughs> which is what you want to do too. Um, Matt Saracen and I want to smash, smash, smash him with my body. Um, okay, uh, want to smash him with my thighs? Yeah, Smash Williams, Brian Smash Williams. Oh, Gaius Charles, mm, pull him up now. 
Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, there were a lot of beautiful people on that show. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, okay, so. Uh, Cheetos. Sorry, Cheetos. I'm going to stop chewing. I'm going to. Okay. Did we get to any mascots yet? The first Cheetos mascot was the Cheetos mouse, which used the slogans, the cheese that goes crunch and hail cheese are. I remember the cheese that goes crunch, but I don't remember hail cheese are. Well, Chester Cheetah. Hold on. So the Cheetos mouse was phased out like when you oh, yeah, and I, I don't were remember a Cheetos mouse. It was phased out like around 1979. Oh, that's right. Around when you were phased in. Uh-huh. <laughs> the current mascot is a cartoon cheetah named Chester Cheetah. He first appeared in 1986. Again, there's a black hole in time where oh, there, ma- there was no Cheetos mascot. Wow. I mean, to be fair, like, did the world make a lot of progress during those years? Mm. We were all just waiting patiently for... <laughs> was it the Reagan administration? Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we were... You're we, saying Ronald... You think Ronald Reagan was the interim Cheetos mascot? <laughs> yeah. They were like, we don't need a mascot. We've got, we've got the, the president. The great communicator. Although people actually today, people prefer, people often refer to our current president as looking like a Cheeto. Yep. Uh, I think he looks like a Cheeto's puff, to be clear. Not so much a crunchy Cheeto. Yeah, agreed. Okay, anyway. Chester Cheetah first appeared in 1986. Slogans have evolved over time. They started with, like, the cheese that goes crunch, which was also used by the Cheeto's mouth. Cheeto's mouth. (laughs) I've got Cheeto's mouth right now. (laughs) And then it ain't easy being cheesy. And I then, remember that very well. And then yeah. they started with Dangerously Cheesy in 1997. Okay. Huh, okay. Now, here's where things get interesting. Beginning in 2008, Cheetos advertising and promotion broadened with a focus on adults. Okay, quote, mm-hmm. in this personification, Chester speaks with a mid-Atlantic accent <laughs> and encourages people to use their Cheetos in acts of revenge or to solve problems. What does that mean? Adult-oriented themes of subversion and revenge continue to be prevalent in Cheetos advertisements produced since 2008. How do you use Cheetos to solve problems, first of all? Well, um, I wonder if you could use them to, maybe if you saturate them, you could use them as like a scrubbing device on like a dirty pan. Oh, that's a good idea. Mm, I don't think just fall apart. You can, I mean, they did that thing where there's like a pop-up restaurant maybe in New York where like everything was made with Cheetos. Mm-hmm. That, yeah. I, I'm not sure if that c- constitutes solving a problem. No. So it sounds like the bad boy current personification of uh, of Chester Cheetah might approve of your stealing your classmates' Cheetos. Unfortunately. Yeah. I mean, the current the, – it sounds like – I don't know – I haven't seen any of these recent Cheetos ads, but it sounds like it, – it sounds like he's sort of like uh, like a Charles Bronson death wish, like vigilante type, or maybe more of a jackass I don't know. I don't know what I'm supposed to get from this. Oh, I think he's supposed to be sly and kind of suave. Oh, okay. But how is that involved in revenge? I'm not sure. Like, why is dangerously cheesy a good slogan? Oh, I think that's a good slogan. Because, like, you want it to be very cheesy. Hmm. It's like how Kraft Kraft Macaroni is the cheesiest. Velveeta shells and cheese. Oh, is that the cheesiest? Hmm. It's the cheesiest, the... What rhymes with that? Skeeziest... It's the skeeziest? No, well, what is it? That's the cheesiest, the dream. It's the dreamiest. Oh, wait, so the- am I. Creamiest! It's the c- creamiest, the dreamiest, the dreamiest, the creamiest, Velveeta shells and cheese. Wow, I've, I'm all in a boggle now. <clears throat> Let's play boggle after this. Okay. Oh, yeah. Have you played boggle, boggle with friends? 
It's fun. No, let's play Boggle with friends. Oh, you, yeah. you are going to beat me so well, hard. Yes, but only because like I'm addicted to it and I play it too much. I saw you playing it a, a bunch mm-hmm. <clears throat> in Oklahoma City. Yep. Okay, so I I did not know that that uh, Chester Cheetah had gone to the dark side and was and was like doing prank videos and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I'm troubled by this. I'm troubled by what it says about our society. But I'm still going to buy Cheetos because yeah. they're delicious. Oh man, um, these flaming hot Cheetos. I feel like they're slowly anesthetizing my mouth. Mm-hmm. Um. But they're, you're right, I can't stop eating them. I really want like an ice cold Coke with crushed ice. Oh yeah. Right? It's like they're it's like they're setting a fire within me. Starting a, a fire, fire within that, me. That only <laughs> setting a fire sounds like they're they've convened a <laughs> a committee <laughs> of arsonists. Mm-hmm. I mean, probably the current Chester Cheetah does arson. Probably. That is actually their their the new slogan that they're rolling out this year is just uh, Cheetos do arson. Cheetos burn it all down. Burn it all down. <laughs> this episode was brought to you by Thomas's English muffins. Matthew, I had a Thomas's English muffin for breakfast this morning. Can uh-huh. I tell you about it? Okay. So I, I just got these. It's like super fresh. I put it in my toaster. The mi- <laughs> What's happening to Drooling. you? The middle of it got like really chewy and warm. The outside got crispy and crunchy and I put salted butter on it and the butter sunk into all the nooks and crannies like little tiny butter puddles. Okay, okay, okay. I'm going to eat one. <laughs> okay, okay. Thomas's, wake up to what's possible. Well, we are not going to post any recipes from today's show. Nope. But you mm. can you can find us always at spilledmilkpodcast.com. But we're going to post a link to that Wired article. So if you happen to have a silo and an extruder. <laughs> and a pneumatic tube. And a pneumatic tube. We didn't talk enough about the pneumatic tube. Like, you you love pneumatic tubes as much as I do, right? Yes. Yeah. From from being a kid and going yes. through the bank drive-thru. Oh, yeah. And, and the library. Did your, oh, no. My library never had oh, those. The central library had, like, the pneumatic tube system <sighs> for pulling things from the stacks. Why have people stopped using pneumatic tubes? No one no one can say. Wait, or have people stopped using pneumatic tubes? Obviously Cheetos is still using them. They they have because of the internet and stuff. Oh, so now we don't even need to send pieces of paper oh, wait, around anymore. We just for, send code. Right, but you can't send corn by yeah, the internet. By, so <laughs> so unless, they probably do still use pneumatic tubes for that unless you've got Wonka vision. <laughs> Yep, here we go. You know what, Molly was like, we we need to watch Willy Wonka when we're in Oklahoma, so so that you'll get the my weekly Willy Wonka references. It's not. I was like, yeah, we should. And then we ended up watching. It's Wonka Vision. Right. Then we ended up watching two erotic thrillers instead: Fatal Attraction and Basic Instinct. Basic Instinct is a terrible, terrible movie. Well, they're both terrible. I mean, they're both terrible, but Basic Instinct is worse. I think. Although, I, uh, yes, I think Basic Instinct is worse because it's just sort of garbagey. Well, also also because our, our hero rapes someone like 12 minutes into the movie and then we're supposed to be like, oh, he's still the hero. He's just troubled. Oh, God, that's right. Yeah, you, I think you I blocked, blocked it out, out, didn't you? <gasps> the, the Gene Triplehorn character. Yes. Oh, God, that was, that was wrenching. I remember sitting next to you on the sofa going, I can't. Yeah, it was terrible. This is horrible. So, okay, so that's what we don't recommend this week. On the other hand, Wonka Vision. <laughs> Look it up, guys. Remember when he, when Mike TV sent himself whizzing through the air and, and, and shrunk himself? Yes. <laughs> okay, great. Anyway, uh, you can also find us at facebook.com slash podcast, where we would love to hear about- what, what is your new slogan? Okay, 
what get, come up with a new Cheeto slogan, first of all. And who do you think is the most beautiful person on Friday Night Lights? Post a picture. Oh, yeah. Zach Guilford. That's the name? Mm-hmm. I got to pull up that picture and look at it again. It made me feel things. But, I mean, the, the crazy thing about the show is Michael B. Jordan was on the show, and we're also talking about other beautiful people. I can't even picture Michael B. Jordan. He just fades All right. in, into the distant pre-Taylor Kitsch. Okay, well, by saying that, now you've guaranteed that people are just going to post 800 pictures just of Michael, Michael B. Jordan. Jordan. Okay, which thanks, is fine. everybody. Yeah, educate me. Please. Um, and our producer is Abby Circatella. You can find us on Instagram at Spilled Milk Podcast. Please leave us a review on your favorite podcasting platform. And until next time, thank you for listening to Spilled Milk. We have got a lot of arson to do. <laughs> In our mouths? We've got a lot of mouth arson to do. <laughs> I'm Molly Weisenberg. And I'm Matthew Amster Burton. boop a doop Wait, boop-a-doop is something you say, right? No, it's usually doop-de-doop. 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 Boop-boop-a-doop is something Betty Boop says. Oh, I don't know. Of course she puts them on the glass. I haven't thought of Betty Boop in a long time. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.